Welcome to the Single Cell World, the podcast for scientists in which we disentangle single cell technology. Here, frustration and failure are transformed into clarity and understanding. I am Katia Moutinho, and in this podcast, I want to share with you my experience in single cell research. How? In the form of useful advices that you can use in the lab after each episode. Ready to learn? Let's start. Hi, everyone. Welcome to one more episode of the Single Cell World podcast. I hope you had a great weekend and that you are ready for the week. Today's episode was planned to be live on LinkedIn, but because there are things that we cannot control, it was not possible. Today, my goal is to give you an overview of the standard sample preparation protocols for spatial transcriptomics. So I will tell you about the main steps that we need to take from the moment we have our solid tissue to the moment that we have a tissue section on top of our spatial transcriptomic slide. Again, these are the general steps, as always. The protocols will depend on the type of tissue that we have, the type of technology that we are using, and the equipment that we have available. So as in single cell sequencing experiments, we need to invest time on looking for the best protocols and optimizing it for our project, okay? The first to have are tissue blocks. What is this? How can we get them? If you never work in histology project, it's normal that you don't have these concepts, but don't worry that I will explain them. Basically, for us to do a tissue block, we will need a mold, like if it is a cake mold, but a smaller one. And these molds, they can be rectangular, a square. They can also have different sizes, depending on the size of our biological tissue. For example, if we have a biopsy that is very small, like a rice grain, we will need a mold that is very, very small. If we have a chunk of tissue, no, it will be bigger. What we will need to do is to place our solid tissue in the middle of the mold. Let me highlight here that the biological tissue will need to have a pretreatment that I will explain after. So after we place our biological tissue into the mold, we will fill it with a liquid that will solidify in the cold. The most common liquids that are used are paraffin, paraffin wax, okay, or OCT. OCT stands for Optimal Cutting Temperature Compound. And why do we need to embed it? our tissues in paraffin or in OCT. There are three main reasons. The first is to better preserve the tissue architecture because, as I already mentioned, our tissue will be embedded in this liquid that after will be solid, so the architecture of our tissue will be preserved. The second reason is that it makes easy for us to section the tissue. So we will need to do sections, very thin sections of our tissue, biological tissue, that after we can use in downstream applications like spatial transcriptomics, proteomics, or standard techniques of histology, of pathology, like immunohistochemistry or immunofluorescence, for example. The third is that allow us long-term storage of our biological tissues. The paraffins, for example, they should always be kept at 4 degrees in the dark. This is crucial, crucial in the case downstream we need to analyze RNA. So if our downstream uh, analysis will be, for example, here we are talking about spatial transcriptomics, we must, we must to keep our paraffins 
blocks at 4 degrees in the dark. Why? Because we need to make sure that RNA that we will be analyzing is not degraded. I know firsthand experience that most of the paraffin blocks, especially archival material, they are not kept at 4 degrees. In the dark, yes, because they are kept in drawers, but not at 4 degrees. So in the case you see that RNA is degraded, this could be the reason. Concerning the OCT blocks, they should be kept at minus 80. Let's now give a step back to the moment before we start doing our tissue blocks. In the case we are planning to do paraffin blocks, these type of blocks are also called FFP blocks or FFP tissues. And to be honest, this is the correct name. FFP stands for Formalin Fixed Paraffin Embedded Tissues. As the name says, if we are planning to do paraffin blocks, we will need previously to fix our tissues with formalin. There are different protocols and it will always depend on your type of samples also at the lab that you are working because, for example, pathology labs, normally they fix using fixed tissues using 10% neutral formalin. There are other labs that they will use fresh 4% formaldehyde solution, PFA, or um, 4% formalin. So it will always depend. My advice is to check what is the protocol being used, the protocol that is being used to fix the tissues that after you will use in your project, or if you can fix the tissues yourself, you will, if you will do that, check for the guidelines of the companies that are selling the technology that you will be using or for reference labs protocols, SOPs. In that case, we are planning to do OCT blocks. We will not fix our tissues. What we will do is to snap freeze them. Ideally, we should always do the snap freezing using cold isopentane to make sure that our tissue is homogeneously frozen. The isopentane or cold isopentane, what we'll do, we'll penetrate in the tissue and we'll allow the tissue to freeze basically in a homogeneously way at the same time almost. So this will avoid freezing artifacts. So these were the pre-treatments that we need to do before we do our block. So let's say that we already have our tissue blocks. Next, we will need to section them into very thin sections or slices. For that, we will need to use a specific machine. The machine I used to compare to the ones that imagine we have a cheese block and we will put in a machine that will do the slices, the thin slices. So it's similar. Depending if we are using an FFP block or an OCT block, the machine will be different. For the FFP blocks, we will use a microtome and for the OCT blocks, a cryostat. As you can imagine, these sectioning machines are not easy to use. We need a lot, a lot of practice. First, to make sure that we don't cut our fingers. And here, I'm not kidding. The knives that we use are really too sharp and it can make us really to lose some fingers. So be careful. Second, to make sure that we don't destroy the tissue block and this is the less of our worries because the fingers are more important. So 
We also need to practice a lot to make sure that we don't destroy the tissue block and that we get good tissue sections for our experiments. I highly recommend collaborating with someone who has experience in tissue sectioning to do this part. In case you cannot, how can you practice? I will tell you how I did it when I started 20 years ago on a pathology lab. I started cutting with a microtome that is the easier when we compare the microtome with a cryostat. First, what I did was looking at others, someone that had a lot of experience. Second, I started cutting what we called empty paraffin blocks. So blocks that we had without any tissue, just for practice. Then I passed to the cryostat and I did the same, but this time with empty OCT blocks. Only after weeks of practice, I started cutting real tissue blocks. Before we start cutting our tissue blocks, there are things that we always need to consider. For example, will we need to do a treatment of our tissue block? This is the case when we are cutting bone. Here, we will need to place our block in a decalcifying solution for around, it will depend on the size of the tissue and the amount of bone, but it goes from 30 to one hour. Or other thing that we need to consider is the thickness of the sections that we'll be cutting. This will depend on the type of tissue and also on the type of technology, in this case, special transcriptomics technology. It's around 10 to 20 microns. Other considerations are, for example, about the sectioning temperature. In the case we have fat tissue, we will need to make sure that our blocks are very cold. These are just some examples. Again, make sure you choose the right protocol for your experiments. Invest time on this. The next step will be the sectioning of our block tissue. After that, we will need to transfer the tissue section to our glass slide. If using a cryostat, we will need to stick our slide into the tissue section directly on the cryostat. What will help here is when we put the glass slide on top of the tissue section, we have to put our finger to warm up a little bit the glass slide in order for the tissue to stick directly to the glass slide. Since I know that it can be a little bit difficult if you never use these machines to visualize what I'm telling you, I will leave in the summary of this podcast, in the description of the podcast, direct links to YouTube videos that I was um, selecting and that shows in details all this process. So go there and you will find the detailed process of uh, sectioning in this type of machines. I hope it will help you. For the microtome, we will need to place the section in a water bath that is at 40, 50 degrees. The correct temperature should always be five degrees less than the melting point of the paraffin that you are using. And why do we do this? Why do we place the sections of paraffin that has our tissue on top of this water bath? Well, because the paraffin will stretch when we are cutting, it gets a little bit wrinkled with wrinkles. So we need our tissue and the section of paraffin to be completely stretched with no wrinkles. And this is why we place it on top of this waterbed. Besides, we want that our paraffin will be not melted 
but a little bit sticky. This is important for the next step. The next step is to pick up a glass slide in one of the extremities and place it below uh, the tissue section, the paraffin tissue section. And after, we will try to move the glass slide slowly in order for the tissue section to be stick to the glass. And of course, the fact that the paraffin section is a little bit sticky will make it to adhere to our glass slides. And now to end this episode, I will give you a tip. Something that we were doing that it really decreased the wrinkles on our paraffin sections. That was adding 95% of alcohol to our water bath. Three things just before I go. The first thing, thank you so, so much for the coffee, Maithrian. Thank you so much for your support. Guys, don't forget, if you would like to support this podcast, pay me a coffee, you can do it. You will find the direct link next to the YouTube uh, videos that I will leave in the summary of this podcast. Second thing, we are now open for sponsors. So feel free to reach out. There is information now in the website. I can also leave the direct link on the summary of this podcast. And the third thing is that the next live episode will be on Instagram, November 13th. At Instagram, our handle is at singlecell underscore world. So go and follow us. And it's everything for this week. Thank you so much for being there and for listening to the Single Cell World podcast episodes. Bye. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to the Single Cell World podcast. If you think it was useful or you learned something new, please spend some seconds rating this podcast on Spotify or leaving a comment on Apple Podcasts. It will make me super, super happy. For more tips or advice, follow me in Instagram or Twitter at Single Cell World or simply subscribe our website or blog at www.thesinglecellworld.com. Well, I will wait for you next Monday with a new episode.